Hello, and welcome to Effective Conversations with Yael Feiner. Each episode is a unique journey into a polarizing topic where we go beyond the facts, explore the underlying emotions, and learn something new about ourselves. Today I'm talking with Norm. He's retired from an electrician career in which he used to install solar for remote communities. He is the biggest opponent of the city of Nelson advocating that there is no business case for solar. Norm is very smart and knowledgeable, but no one wants to hear what he has to say. On the surface, it's a conflict of interest and facts. But deeper, there are other things that are going on. There was no solar in 1974 that was uh, commonly being used. We were using batteries and we were flying fuel with helicopters to generators. Solar, solar didn't become affordable for the work we were doing till oh, possibly 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And then we started to, you know, use solar because even though it was very expensive, even in, in 1980, it was very expensive. It was cost effective when you consider that we were flying fuel with helicopters and, and solar just grew. And of course, today the prices reduced dramatically. What is expensive in solar? Is the panel expensive? The battery is expensive? Well, I remember one of our, one of our cost sheets when I first started and it was $450 a watt at the time. And now they're down to $2. So you can see the tremendous difference. What's expensive about solar? Wait a minute. What is lot? Lot. You said 450 for a lot? Oh, a watt. One watt. It's a measure One of elect- uh, and it's a measure of electrical energy. Mm, like yes. have you heard of a kilowatt, which is a thousand watts? Yes, kilowatt. Okay, uh-huh. well, one thousand of a kilowatt at the very beginning was four hundred and fifty dollars. Now it's down to two dollars or less. Wow. That's quite a drop. So That's, yeah. So you can see that, you know, it, it took a while before it was competing with helicopters. And the helicopters, of course, at that time, depending on how far you had to fly, but, you know, six, $700 an hour. Today, a helicopter, that same helicopter is probably $2,000 an hour. But it was, all econo- it was all about economics, you know. When you start flying fuel to all of the sites, the remote sites, it gets very expensive. And when you find something that starts to compete with that cost, you start using it. And that's how that began. And it slowly, 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 you know, came on. And um, it's, it's widely used in remote areas now. It's, it's the power of choice. But when you try to bring it to grid power quantities, with our electrical grid, it's still not cost effective. Not here where we make cheap water power. So that's that's the issue that I have. So you mentioned so, you feel like, like Anna Frank. <laughs> Anna I Frank. like that. Yeah. Can you say more? Well, well you know, it, it, that was, that, it, it, it's sort of an analogy. I'm trying to, trying to um, you know, bring my, it's an awful thing to uh, compare it to. I, I don't want to really say that, you know, it's, it sort of brings up the Holocaust and, and everything. It's, it's where 
It's where the population was being led to believe the atrocities that occurred then. And, and I, I hate to make that comparison, but I understand solar, and yet the general public are, you know, have, have been fed so much information that where we make cheap water power here, we're, we're being told so many thousands of times that solar is going to be our answer in our future, and it won't be. It can't be. It doesn't work. You know, it, it only works 3% of the time in the winter or less. So people have to, it's about education. I'm just trying to help people understand it. And I think mm, what, I, what I think I am is the voice of common sense. You know, there's a huge population out there that are not getting the, the real message. And I like to see my money spent properly. I, I spend my money carefully and I think taxpayers' money should be spent carefully too. And when you understand that the millions of dollars that are now being spent by the public on solar, um, when you become truly educated to how we make power in this province, you won't you won't waste our money on that. It's um you know when it becomes viable we'll all know it. But it's not viable. So we're throwing a lot of money at it today and that's that's my message is I'm trying and the problem is we're not being told the truth and and that's what's going on here and that is my major issue is the you know it, it started with other projects of course but the bigger project here is the Nelson Community Solar Garden that was a dishonest project they were dishonest with the public the engineering was dishonest that showed it. showed it had a business case. And that was presented to the city council and the mayor, and of course they have to depend on their experts. So if the if the hydro manager brings them a business case for what they wanted, they have to trust their experts. Well, it was never. It was. It was very. It, it was a, a. It was false. It was completely false. That's all I can tell you. So the and numbers were false. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I, I can't imagine why that engineer would do that, you know, because their code of ethics and who they are, um, I, I have to believe that he probably thought he could get away with it or something, you know. Um, you know, politically, it, it was great. It's what the pol politics, the public wanted. It's great for the politicians. They get votes and, you know, it's, but in reality, here, it was nothing but a waste of our money. And... All I wanted them to do was tell the truth, and they weren't telling the truth. So I kept. And they also didn't want to to talk with you. No, no. I actually, um, you know, I went when I first heard about it. I went to see the Nelson Hydro engineer personally. He so you're know. talking about 26 years ago, the pro when it started, oh, or was, when that was about 2016. We're, we're we're going back a few years here. A few years well, ago, okay. Yeah, I, I was driving down the road, actually, and, and on the radio came um, the EchoSafe coordinator, contractor, and she said, we're going to put solar panels on the mountain here. And I thought, I just about drove off the road. You know, I thought, no, 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 I can help you here. Um, I, I know I have years of knowledge and years of real data. And I went down to the um, city uh, office where the hydro engineer was and asked to see him. And... We stood there at the counter briefly, and I started to 
tell them I have years of data, we could look at it and you'll discover that this is just going to hurt people. I didn't want to see people get hurt. He just told me he was an engineer, turned around and walked away. And that was kind of, you know, his big mistake. I sort of started hanging on to trying to, you know, tell these people that I was showing them the data. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not about opinion. I'm, I'm about facts, figures, numbers, and proper use of public money. And they were telling people uh, falsehoods. They were, they were, the, the, I have, there's all kinds of media where they were saying it would pay back in 10 years, 12 years, it would do this. It would, none of it was true. None of that was true. And I, I just couldn't believe that this kept going on. And I attempted to appear before city council. And the city manager, I was, I was at the counter there, and the executive secretary, I, I stood there and I said, I'd like to come before council, and I'd like to, could I have access to the overhead projector? Because, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I had some pictures and things, and she said, sure, sure. And she started to fill out the application, and then in walked the chief administrative officer, Kevin Cormack of the city, and he got his nose in there, and he says, no, no, we don't do things like that here. He denied it. So I filled out a paper application. Wait a minute. We don't do things like this in, in what, 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 what do you mean? What's that? What do you mean? He, he stopped the application uh, form? Oh, he, he, he didn't. He said he, he disallowed it. He said, we don't do that things like that here. And, and he would not accept that, my, my appearing before council. Uh-huh. That was but done. You, but there is, so, it, it is going like that. Pardon? I think you, you can go before council. Oh, I, yes. I feel that. Yes, yes. So I filled out a paper. You see, this was oral. So I went home, and then I filled out a paper application. And that was denied also. <laughs> so at least I had it on paper. So I was denied in person, and I was denied on paper. Did you get a reason why why you've been denied? No, no. I just don't do things like that here. That, that's they just didn't want to hear about it. Their whole thing was this was going to happen, and it didn't matter <laughs> whether anybody had any. Comments. Don't confuse us with information. What's that? There is a phrase: "Don't confuse me with with information or with facts, <laughs> something like that." Well, yeah, sure. Well, this had. This, this had nothing to do with facts. It was all about politics and, um, you know, you know it, it's great public. It's great for the public. They want that. Everybody's tuned into it, and, and that's what works. It gets votes. It makes everybody feel good, and they don't want to be confused with something that, you know, shows that it can't work. In fact, I was sending the city councilors um, data showing the actual local data and um, the hydro engineer sent me an email after a while and he said he was going to block my emails because I was just wasting everybody's time. So I, I was just being pushed away and it, this had nothing to do with reality. And it so turned the engineer, out... The engineers that understand also in solar? Or you think... That, I, I, I'm asking... Oh, well, yes, if, if you looked at the biography, uh, his, he, um, his own bio stated that he 
had installed solar systems back to 2000. He knew solar, he was, he was involved in it. But he was willing to step on his engineering ethics, I presume, to satisfy the politics of the council. And I, I think that that was his big mistake, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, in hindsight, he probably wishes he never did it. He no longer works here. And I think that tells a story. You know, here, here he was, he was the highest paid person in the city. He had a, you know, he's living in a city that everybody wants to live in. And he's not working here anymore. He, he, he's, I think he's in the Northwest Territories somewhere. And I think that I, I, I'd like to think that that was the reaction to the dishonesty that was, you know, really attributed to his ethics and, and the city council. I mean, he was their expert. He, he was the person that brought this, you know, this, this uh, business case forward. There's no business case for solar. We're the only city with our own hydro plant. We, we make, we make, it's a money machine. We have our own money machine out there. We, we're the only city making electric power and selling it and making huge profits. It's absurd that we would put solar panels at the dam and pretend that they have some business case while we send water down the river that makes that power for peanuts and, and a huge profit. And now this political solar garden is put out there. That, that's absurd. It's absurd. But it was, it was, it was, it, it, you know, it met the politics of the time. People, uh, people wanted to hear that. People that didn't know believed that it worked. And and here I am trying to, you know, trying to point out that you're you're being dishonest with the public. So then they came up with this plan where you could buy a 25-year contract for the power of a solar panel. And they had 200 solar panels. And um, they came up with a price long before they knew costs. And they came up with a price, you know, I could throw all these numbers at you. I don't know if you want to hear them, but I have all the information. But they came up with a price of $923. And even though costs doubled, that didn't change. So who's paying the difference? Everybody else. And I didn't want to pay that. I was, I was you know, I wasn't, I mean, I was trying to show them that this was, was a total loss for everybody. It would just hurt people. Why would we send water down the river that makes huge profits for this pretend feel-good project, which caters to, you know, the green feeling of, of the public? That's what it, that's what it was, and and it and it's and it's still there. You know, what the city council has to do is admit that this was a failure, and they have no other they have nowhere else to go. I mean, <clears> this, <throat> this this remains; it's out there. I think we're. I think we still have like 21 years or something left to pay on that. And somebody's going to have to start telling the truth. It's that simple. You, you can't, you can't ignore this. And you, you know, the public are becoming more aware all the time. Although I don't know if the public really cares actually that much. I remember I had a city councilor tell me, well, it's not that much money. You know, that's their attitude. Well, it's my money, and I've spent my money carefully. So it may not be that much money to a city councillor, but I think it's, you know. They don't make much money as far as I know, so. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, uh, 
you know, it's, it's just wrong. You, you don't waste public dollars. That's all I'm about. So um, I'm just showing everybody or trying to get the message. Well, you see, what's happened is the other problem is the city and Nelson Hydro have their own bylaw that says they won't buy any power unless it makes economic sense. Well, what? How do, they ignored their own bylaw. I would estimate that that solar power probably costs 40 times as much as the cost of making power at the dam. And their own bylaw says they won't buy it, yet they ignored it. But the, but the other problem is that's translated into more solar grants. The, there's, there's some solar grant public solar systems out in Balfour now, and I've got their um, applications for grant money, and um, I, I find them to be pretty darn. They really played loose with uh, their method of getting the money, but they, they filled out the, the numbers. But part of that was dependent on them selling power to Nelson Hydro for full retail. Well, part of, part of that, you know, is, is everybody that is that everybody in the city is apparently an owner of Nelson Hydro. I live in the city. I'm a resident. I'm a shareholder. Everybody in the city is a shareholder of our hydro plant. And we expect managers to manage that for our benefit. So why are we paying full retail for anybody's solar power when we make huge profits from our water. So now here we are playing this silly feel-good greenwashing game for the green politics, and my electric bill is paying full retail for everybody who wants to put in solar or the people who are successful at getting grant money when I should be making a big profit to help reduce my electric bill and everybody else's. Our, our, our hydropower, <laughs> nobody else has that. We have it, and yet here we are. You know, the, uh, we should be the last city that ever did this. And here we are playing around with public money and grants, putting in solar power systems, and then Nelson Hydro pays full retail for that power. <laughs> it's just so absurd. It's, it's completely wrong. And I'm just trying to point this out, and... Everybody wants to now. I think um, you know now the city doesn't know what to do. I think I think they hear about it. They they know. From, I've I've certainly made it very clear to all of them over and over. And now they just remain quiet. They don't say anything. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to answer questions. Have you ever had a good conversation about that? Like that you felt like they're really interested in what you have to say, or never? Oh, only recently, only recently, we have a brand new hydro manager. Okay. I've met with him. I've met with him personally. I've spoken with him. I get a completely different feel for this man. Okay. I, I, feel, I feel honesty. I feel like he wants to make Nelson Hydro the best it can be. And he's actually rewritten the bylaw and tightened it up. It used to say, Nelson Hydro will not buy anybody's power unless it makes economic sense. Now it says Nelson Hydro will know, will only pay wholesale for existing and any future systems. He's if if they actually implement this, they've answered my question. That's all I want. I want Nelson Hydro, which I own as a resident of the city, to be managed by 
a manager to the best of their ability. I'm not willing to subsidize politics. And he's actually written that bylaw. Whether the city council will do that remains to be seen. If they do, I've accomplished what I want. But I can't undo the law. I can't undo the lies that have preceded me. That's I can't change that. But we can move forward with honesty. It's going to be a problem. I can see the city council having huge difficulty in allowing this because they have church groups and co-ops and individuals who all bought these contracts in good faith. But now, if we actually deal with this like a business, what should happen is they should be reassessed for that contract that they paid $923 for 25 years for the real costs. So now they'd all owe another $1,000 at least. Mm -hmm. And when we pay them wholesale for that power, instead of them getting around $30 a year for the power of a panel, they might get two. Now that's gonna change things in this city and it's, it, it's gonna bring people to the reality of what solar is really worth here. I'm not against solar. I'm all for proper spending of public money and don't fool anyone. And that's what they're doing, they're fooling people. So you, you understand the difficulty. Do you think the city council can do what's right? Can they actually go along with the new bylaw that is, hasn't been passed, but it's been written? And the words say, Nelson Hydro will only pay wholesale for existing or future, any future solar. That covers it. I'm, I'm happy. Right now, we're all subsidizing this because it's purely about politics. That's all. So I want to make sure that I understand. So the lie itself is that it's it's a economic, so that you actually can make profit, like the citizen can make profit out of solar here in Nelson when we have long winter. Absolutely and, not. And that it works only 3% of the time in the winter time. For, for the six winter months, it works about 3% of the time. In December and January, it works less than 1% of the time. Wow. I mean... 99% of the time, you have to come up with some other power. And we do have other opportunities here. Why do we power. need more more, more power at all, Nelson? Well, the, the city is growing. Um, the average person's got more um, need of electricity. It seems like every year we need more power in the home. If you, if you go back to 19... 50 or, or 40, um, people had a, a porch light and they had a few lights in the house and, you know, their power bill was probably $5. Now the power bills are $200 because we're powering everything. And here's the big one, electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are coming. They're going to they're gonna take as much power as all of, all of the power we need now. So we're, we're, we're going to be looking for power in the future, but it won't be coming from solar. We could put a million dollars worth of solar panels out there. In winter, they won't do anything for us. We have to do things that work. And what works here is water power. And we have opportunities. The city's main water line needs to be replaced. I know the engineer who uh, 
did the report, and he showed two potential water power generators on that water line. The city's already passed up one. They did a they did an extension on a water line, the Sellers Creek water line. It had the opportunity to put in. What is a water line? You mean to make another dam? No, this is our water line that, that feeds our potable water to the city. You know, oh, that okay. comes up your tap. Yeah. So, so why to change it? Huh? Why do What's we need that? to change it? Oh, um, well, we don't have we have a bit of a shortage of water here. Um, not because it's um, we have a shortage in storage. We don't have enough storage so that in the summertime, when everybody's watering their lawns and using water, um, it doesn't fill the reservoirs as quickly as everybody uses it. So that was that was another change to bring another source of water in to kind of help with that shortage in the summer. But it also had the potential to make power. And mm, the they, just finished, they just finished that project. They didn't do anything about putting in that power. They could have, they could have done that, but they didn't. And we have water. Um, we have, a, we're, we're very fortunate here. We have a gravity water system. We don't have to spend money on pumps and everything. And when you have a gravity water system, you have to reduce the pressures in the main lines as you come down from the upper elevations. And we have 11 water pressure reducing stations in the city. You can make power at the same time as reducing water pressure. In fact, one of our water pressure reducing stations is ready to go. It could be making power right now, but they're not doing it. These are the things that will work. The, the nice thing about the water pressure reducing stations is that they're in sync with demand. The most water flows when people are waking up in the morning or making supper at night. This is when they make the most power. Solar is out of sync with need. It's unreliable. We don't know when it's going to work. And most of it's in the summer in the middle of the day. So here we are ignoring things that work while we play around with things that make people feel good because they don't understand. Right. And I just would like, you know, this city to start moving in the direction of doing things that work. So when, when we start talking, you said the, the kilowatt dropped from 450 to $2. So yes. solar is getting better. Does it get, can it get better in working in the winter? I don't know, like what, what can get better in, in, in solar or what is the improvement that happened with solar in the last two, in the last yes. years? Well, you, you can't change mother nature in the sunlight hours. So I think we bottomed out in the price. I don't see us getting any cheaper now with solar because now the majority of the costs come in the balance of the system costs. That's the labor, the transportation, and the manufacture. I, you know, every solar manufacturing um, company in the world has, has failed because China took it away. China now makes every solar panel because they do it the cheapest. And everybody that was making solar panels is no longer making them. And they have brought that to the bottom. I mean, if there's, a, if there's another penny to shave off of there, maybe but we're not going to see any kind of a reasonable change. In fact, we may see prices go up, 
mm-hmm. because now the costs relate to labor and all the other costs. It's no longer the solar panel being a majority of the cost. It's it's a minor part of that cost. And the batteries, they reserve the energy? Well, batteries are, you know, they're toxic. Um, they're short term. You know, we need to, if we're going to make power in the summer, we we need some way to store it in grid quantities so long term so we can have it available in the winter well the batteries today will not store it in those quantities at any reasonable price long term to take us to where we need it so batteries will not be that solution at the moment if there's some technology that changes we're going to know about it but it's certainly not it's not on any horizon that i can see so batteries Give me an, I'll give you an example. In South Australia, um, they had major grid failure and they've got wind power and solar power and various other backups. And Elon Musk, um, he told them he would put in $300 million worth of his Tesla batteries to solve their problem. And it's working for them. And I'll tell you how it works. It works. It, it, let me just tell you this quickly. If that, those $300 million worth of batteries, if they were to run the entire grid alone, they would last for six minutes. $300 million. Okay, that's all of South Australia. How it works is it fills in the gaps. When the wind blows and, 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 and the wind turbines in different parts of the, the state are not making power, you've got a dip, and the battery pulls, fills in that dip. And you maintain your grid. And it does that in the daytime when the solar and the clouds fail. And that's how it works for them. It fills in the dips short term. But mm-hmm. there's no chance that we're going to make solar. We're going to collect solar in the quantities that we need to get us through the winter. I'll tell you how we make power. Try to imagine this. Um, our lake, the Kootenai Lake, Duncan Lake and the Libby Reservoir, those are our winter batteries. Right now, with the snow melt and the spring runoff, they're filling up with millions of acre feet of water. Kootenai Lake fills up 10 feet over hundreds, hundreds of thousands of acres. Duncan Lake fills up 100 feet. It fills up 100 feet over 30 miles. And the Libby Reservoir, similarly, all of that water is stored. And as we hit the fall and, you know, uh, we need power in the winter, then we, we begin to drain those reservoirs and every year. And now we hit low water in around April and the cycle starts again. And that's how we make power. And there's, there's power for millions of homes there. You, you can't even begin to put in solar and store it for that kind of winter power. It's never going to happen. It's just about, you know, helping people understand this so that we don't keep putting our public money into this. We have to do what works. Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> Am I helping you understand it? Uh, yeah, I understand it. It's, pre- it's pretty easy to understand. Well, then why do we have professionals um, advising and, 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 and going after grants and allowing allowing buildings to have you know solar systems with 
huge pieces of public money to save them a few nickels off their power bill when it's not really going anywhere for us. And in the winter, they don't work anyway. So anyway, this, 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 new, this new engineer for Nelson Hydro with this new bylaw, if they actually implement it, where it says they will only play wholesale, only pay wholesale for existing or future solar, has solved my problem. I was, I'm, I'm just trying to help the public understand this. That's been my my attempt all along, and I and I've been pushed back in so many ways because there's such a strong lobby of people that don't really understand this, or they don't want to understand it, and they don't want my voice heard. So I get blocked and comments denied. I get called names on public media websites. You know, whenever I bring this up, it's it's a there's a certain part of this population that really don't want my message heard for whatever reason. And I think m most of it's because they don't understand. I think that they believe that it's solar work and it's gonna be some sort of answer, but it it doesn't work for six months here. And there's you know, the answer people looking, it's, what is the answer people, are, people are, are looking for? Well, I think that they want to believe that solar works and they don't really understand anything else. And it's very hard to- um, No, but solar is a solution for what? Say that again. Solar is a solution. Like they need answer, the answer for the what problem? The problem of uh, not enough electricity. The problem of climate. What's the problem we're well, trying well, to? Well, to do? well I, I think I think the general population believe that solar is a, a solid, firm power, and all we have to do is stick solar panels out, and we've solved our problems. They don't. They don't know that it doesn't work ninety percent of the time. But everybody knows it works because of the sun. That's right, and they think it's free, and it's but it's free. not. It's not free. It's not even, you know. The and, sun and is that, free. Nothing's free. <laughs> so the sun is free, but making power from it is not free. Yeah, yeah. For solar, yeah. To make power with solar, um, you can't afford it, and it doesn't. It has to be used when it's made, and it's made at the wrong time. That's probably the biggest issue, you know. And, and what do you mean wrong in, time? Well, it's made in the middle of the day and at noon when the sun shines and the sun is actually out. And not not in sync with with the needs. That's right. It's totally yeah. out of sync with need. Yeah, yeah. And it has to be used when it's made. And we can't guarantee when it's being made. There's cloudy days. There's rainy days. There's rainy weeks. There's snowy months. Yeah. That's that's the problem. We need something that is um, firm, solid power dependable and available all the time okay so now i want to ask you about the communication so you you come to to the city council and they dismiss what you want to say what what did you say what is so triggering to dismiss you you sound very reasonable person and knowledgeable person so why to dismiss you is it only politics or it's something in the way you say that or the attitude you, you came with or well you know what in the too much information like you you send them you send me uh, uh, to, to read the, your blog lots of pages <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I've had so long that, you got to remember this goes back six years now I mean I've been trying to move people into 
you know, into the knowledge of what the value is of solar here and why we spend all our public money for six years. I've had a lot of time to write these things and I've made no movement. I haven't changed, you know, uh, well, you know, fortunately, um, we're the last city to be paying um, premium for solar. BC Hydro doesn't do it. Like all, every Nelson Hydro customer is subsidizing all of these solar projects because they have chosen to accept it and pay full retail for it, even though it's made when we don't need it. BC Hydro customers are not doing that. Forests are not. But Nelson is unique. You Nelson is not um, Nelson is not under the jurisdiction of the Utilities Commission. We don't have anybody other than the city managers and city council and mayor to decide what our rates are. And they've chosen to do what we have today. But sooner or later, they're going to have to, you know, realize they're going to have to do what is right. And, and rather than fund these things because, you know, it, it, because it's good politics. But it's bad business. It's bad for everyone. Mm-hmm. We have to start. We have to start putting our money to where it works, and we're the last place where we're still doing this. Nobody else is subsidizing this. You know, if if the new bylaw that says Nelson Hydro will only pay wholesale for anybody's existing or future power, yeah. so then we'll and- be- Norm, I'm trying to now to uh, to go to how the communication works in, in in a way that it doesn't work. What did you say, or what did you what did they say to you? They just always dismiss you, or there was a conversation when they say no, solar is working, and you don't understand. How how does this back and forth go? What did you say? What did they say? They they never answer any questions. I've never Anything. had any. You know, they, they, I, I ask questions of city councilors. They never reply. How do they you won't. ask the questions? Oh, there's been many, many ways. For example, one of the recent ones is um, I, I discovered that Nelson Hydro is paying full commercial retail for somebody's small hydro plant. They won't answer that question. Nobody will answer that question. That, that goes back to the bylaw that says we won't buy any power unless it makes economic sense. Why is Nelson Hydro paying full commercial retail for somebody's small hydro electricity? I don't, hmm. They won't answer that question. They won't answer any of my questions. They completely um, refuse to, to, to you know, deal with it. The only one that's ever dealt with me is the brand new hydro manager that we have. He's, he only started last year. He's, you know, he's new and he actually engages with me and we've actually met personally and I've actually talked with him. And can you, you, you can't imagine how you know, positive that is where yeah, he actually exciting. has a bylaw, has a bylaw where we're not going to pay anything but wholesale. But that depends on the city council and the mayor allowing this. What is the um, process in, in Nelson Hydro, does they have to, to answer the citizen questions? What What is the laws? What's the regulation there? Does they have to answer your questions? Or it's kind of private? If you say there is a private uh, hydro plant, do they have to answer your questions? Um, I, I, 
that's a good I don't know the answer to that if I if I send an email to city council and I said can you tell me why you're paying full retail for this small hydro producer it's a very simple question and nobody replies nobody replies so I, I actually submitted a freedom of information request that's legislation that was created to keep governments accountable where they're supposed to answer mm-hmm. but it, it, it creates delays so I asked the same question in a freedom of information request where they have to reply within 30 days. And the legislation says they're supposed to make their best efforts to answer the questions. And the question was, why are you? Well, actually, the question wasn't, why are you paying full retail? Because I didn't know at that time. I, I wanted to know. I asked them, how much are you paying for this small hydropower? What rate per kilowatt hour? I didn't know that we were paying full retail at that time. And the reply, um, well, I never got a reply. So the so the Freedom of Information request specifically said, what rate per kilowatt hour are you paying for this small power? The reply was, nobody in the city or Nelson Hydro knows. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I think they've been paying this for 20 years. I can't be sure. So I. How do you I know about this project? How do you know about this little plant? Oh, well, there was, a, there was an estimate on the hydro financial page for payments for the year of 2019. It showed a line for 2019 estimates, and it showed one line. It said payments to a small hydro producer, and it showed a number. And I had no idea they were paying this. And I didn't know how much. So I asked the question, what rate per kilowatt hour are you paying? And they came back with that silly answer. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Interesting. So then I, I, re, I, re, I reiterated, I changed the question. I've had to do this before. They don't, they don't um, you know, FOI legislation says that they're supposed to make their best efforts to answer the questions. So do, do they, you mean there is a person that have a house and they have a stream in their house and they have a hydro plant on their stream and all the city of Nelson pay tax for, for to, to make it work? Something like that? Well, this is a person private? who, who um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm 99% sure I know where this plant is. But what I did is I went to the water branch and, I looked at the water licenses. I was trying to find out where this was. And I found a property that I believe is the one that's involved. And it shows a map of their um, creek. It shows where the intake is on the creek. It shows a small power line to a powerhouse. It shows a residence and a shop. And the water license says the water is for residential power. It doesn't say anything about selling the power or commercial power. It's their own. But I believe this is the one that's getting paid by Nelson Hydro for commercial retail. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive I know who it is, but they've never actually told me. And they won't really say anything, and they refuse to answer any questions. So I've, on my own, discovered this. Um, when they weren't answering my question, I was in touch with the Office of the Privacy and Information Commission. That's the Freedom of Information people. If you don't get the answer you want, you have the chance to go to the Office of the Privacy and Information Commission and um, appeal that. 
I appealed it. I told them they weren't answering. They agreed that the city should answer my question, but the city would not answer it. My next step was to go to inquiry. That I was told that they were over a year behind and, um, you know, I would never get there. And so I, here we are. I, you know, the city just basically makes their own rules. If they don't want to answer a question, they don't answer it. And, and they do this in so many other ways, too. So it, it's pretty basic, you know. I mean, I've asked the council, I've asked the mayor, I've emailed everybody, I've, checked, I've done the FOIs, I've done everything, and nobody will answer a simple question. How much are you paying for this power? It's It should be transparent, it should be publicly available, and it should be knowledge that is easily provided, and they won't tell me. It, it's that simple. It's, it couldn't get simpler. So it's frustrating, huh? Pardon? It's frustrating. Oh, very frustrating. Sure. You're doing it for six years, and nobody wants to engage with you, and you're doing it pretty amazing and, and uh, how to say this word, um, inspiring research by yourself. It, well, I, <laughs> I, know, I, I know a little bit of research, so it's pretty inspiring what you do. It doesn't matter the result, but like you, what what you do is like wow. You find those all those things at all those lines and go to find out and yeah. and find the ways to communicate and find more information. And and even well, when you I, don't find information, it's it's an information by itself. Like it's it's an information of yeah. hidden information too. It's also also well, there's, information. There's so, there's, so, um, there's so many other things that they do that I could talk talk to you about. I'm not going to bring up today. But what I've discovered, need... what I've discovered in this city is a total lack of transparency, um, dishonesty. Um, I'm really unable to follow a lot of the financials. I'm not an I'm not an accountant. I'm not a financial expert. But I look at their numbers and figures, and I can things don't make sense to me. But I'm not the expert, and they don't provide any answers. And I don't think this city council really has a clue about the finances and what goes on in the management there. So I just stay here with my, you know, I'm, I'm retired. I have time and I keep asking questions. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm angry, actually. They make me angry that, that they get away with this. You know, it, it, the city should be transparent. They should be open. There should be no secrets. It's like, it's like they operate in secrecy. It's like there's too many secrets there. And, and why? Why are they? Why can't they answer my questions? Why? Because there's something that they don't want me to know. Yeah. They do things that they do things that I don't think are right. But I don't really know for sure. I can only, you know, conclude after all of my work of trying to get them to answer questions that they they ignore it all. And I think I I think the city councilors have been told not to not to communicate with me by the city manager. Um, I've heard that, you know, I've heard, I've heard that. Um, you know, apparently the city manager has had every city worker sign a gag order where they will not speak about city business while working or even after they're retired or not employed with the city. Like, why would a city have to tell all their workers, don't talk to anyone? Doesn't that make you suspicious? Like, does, does that happen elsewhere? Like, why, why, why does the management 
have, apparently they have to sign something that says, I will not speak to you about city business, you know. So are there things in there that they need to hide? Um, it certainly makes you think so. Yeah, makes you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know much about city politics, but I've, I've been learning a bit. And there's um, there's two kinds of city meetings. There's public meetings and there's private meetings. And there's certain criteria in the, um, what's it called, the community charter that outlines when you can have a private meeting, under what reasons, and you have to make it clear. And I discovered that this city has more private meetings than any other city around here. Hmm. For example, Penticton. I looked at Penticton one year in 2019. They had six private meetings. They identified the reasons they were having them. And that's part of the community charter. And this is transparent? The reason of having the meetings? Um, the, the private meetings are typically, they have to do with things to do with employees, you know, personnel, selling city properties, or maybe ongoing discussions with a business where the costs or other things can't be, you know, various things. There's, there's various reasons. But when you, when you find that Penticton had six private meetings in a year, and Nelson had 26, it, it makes you wonder. And when you look at the reasons they had a meeting, the community charter shows you uh, a number of reasons. Um, I think it's A through G. Every single time, this city just rubber stamps it. They're having a private meeting for A, C, E, and F. You know, I remember I wrote to the corporate officer here who's in charge of that, and I said, it's hard for me to believe that you're having every private meeting for all the same reasons all the time and they actually changed that a little bit after i you know they were just making their own rules they don't they don't care they do what they want so when you read the community charter and you start to learn about how they're supposed to conduct business and then you discover that nobody else is doing what they're doing here it's almost like this is a private business and a little club and they spend and make decisions and do what they want and the public doesn't get to know, and we don't know what they're doing. You know, I, yeah. I'm a really, I really distrust this city government. I'm, I'm, I, I have very little trust in them. And it's for all these reasons that there's no transparency. It's difficult to follow their finances. It's, it doesn't make sense that they have all these private meetings. It doesn't make sense that they won't answer my questions. They're very simple. And there's many other things that I could talk to you about other than solar that they've done that don't make sense. But they, you know, there's a lot there of money. Is, there is something I want to ask you about. Yeah. When you get this uh, rejection, you ask a question and you don't get the answer. What's happening inside of you? Like you say, I ask again, like you get more motivation or you kind of, what happened? You know, what's yeah. the inside ter- turmoil? I, 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 I kind of look at it as a bit of, the way I see it now is every question an email is a paper trail of a documentation of me asking whether I don't get whether I get the answers or not. You know, all I'm saying is I've actually made the attempt to ask the question. It's in black and white. I've asked you, and I can go back in all those historical emails 
And when, if anything comes up and said, well, well, you didn't ask or you don't, you know, I have a record. I keep, what I've learned is to keep a paper record of everything that I do with these people. They don't answer, but I have a paper record showing that I have asked. And all I'm, all, the way I look at it is I, I've, I've discovered that I'm not getting any answers from them, but I will keep a paper trail in black and white of emails that I've asked. And, and, so, but still, like you, where do you find the motivation to continue with this fight and research? Um, I suppose um, I've always, I've always stood up for the, the underdog, and and I, I think that it's 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 wrong for this city to be dishonest. I think they're very dishonest, and I, I, I you know, and I don't think a lot of people understand or know what's going on. It's only because I start paying attention. And, um, well, I'm going to tell you, a lot of my information for the Nelson Hydro has come from past Hydro employees. Because when I started asking questions about Nelson Hydro, I discovered that there was a lot of unhappiness in that organization with that manager that's now gone. And there were people that wanted to come to me to... You know, give me little pieces of information that as, as, as they were employed there or even after they were employed, they, they couldn't feel comfortable. So I, I don't want to expose these people or compromise them. But a lot of my knowledge comes from these unhappy people that know that I actually open my mouth and say things. Mm-hmm. And they give me little pieces of info. And I know a lot more than the average person. And I know where... Some of the problems are, I know where the, but I don't know how to get that information because it's hidden. You, you would have to get a forensic audit into the financial pages to look at all of the invoices, the billing, you know, there's a lot of things there that are not right, you know, and, and, and I can't prove it because I, I, I don't have that access to, the, to it. But I mean, if, if the manager is changing budgets, moving money, to make things look better, changing timesheets, changing um, product, you know, project codes so that what doesn't look good looks better because you take them. I'm just giving you an overall of what I've, the kinds of things that um, go on that have us apparently gone on. And, and I have no reason to, um, you know, not... What makes you fight the dishonesty? I hate to be... Um, Because so many people are apathetic about it, right? Like you, you, you mentioned that before. So many people are apathetic, don't care, don't mind. Don't But you're different. I think the difference is they don't know what I know. And when I start to know these things, I can't, I can't, I can't accept this type of government and, you know, lack of transparency and why they don't, don't answer questions. And, you know, so I, I just keep asking the questions. I'm, I never wanted to do these things. I never thought I would be like this. But now that I've started, um, it's not that hard. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a great public speaker. I don't really like to talk in public, um, but I know facts. And I think the difficulty is the general population don't know facts. And I know facts. I know, I know numbers. I know enough to make calculations about, you know, um, electrical energy, incomes, costs, and when they all don't make sense, 
right? I can ask some questions that are reasonable. And the average person doesn't know these things. They don't know, so they don't, they don't have the confidence to ask the questions. So it's commission but, uh, right now, a mission that's being forced on you. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, maybe. You know, you know, I was so I was so confident in my knowledge of solar that, um, and and there's, there's probably there's probably nobody else that knows as much about it as I do, or at least nobody's coming forward and saying anything. But it's 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 not about the solar. It's about okay. I know what solar is, and now you're telling us all these things, and they're all wrong. I know that you're wrong. You're not honest with the people. And I'm pointing every one of them out, and I'm not getting anywhere. They, they continue to be able to get away with being dishonest with everyone. So here we, here we are with, uh, it's not that big a project. It's, 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 it's not that, you know, devastating to the economy. It's, it, 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 but, but, it, but it's full of lies. That's what it is. And that's where I come, come in. I want to ask you something. I don't know if you want to answer that. So you, you can say, I don't want to answer that. But yeah. in your past, when, even when you're a, a kid, did you felt this honesty from adults, from the school, from any authority? It's like, when is the first time you felt this sense of dishonesty in your life? Well, you know, I was brought up in foster homes and I was, I was, I was, I was moved around and I never got to trust people or really, I had to fight all, all my life to, uh, you know, to hold myself up and, and, and to function in, in society. You know, I, I mean, I was poor, you know, I, I didn't have, but I had, I had knowledge. I, I, I nobody could, um, you know, nobody could take away my, I don't know. I, I just felt like I would, I would stand up for people that were being picked on, bullied, um, that sort of thing. You know, I, I was always behind the underdog. You know, I, I, I was the person that stood up for people that were being bullied, hurt, mistreated, that sort of thing. That's sort of who, who I was. And uh, I've never sort of left that, I guess, behind. So when, when I start seeing this dishonesty and, you know, in, it's bullying in a way, um, mm -hmm. I guess I'm going back to that. Maybe. You know, I was, um, I mean, these were not foster homes that adopted me. These were foster homes that the government paid to take care of me for a period of time because nobody else would. You, you know, there's a difference um, at that time. You know, no, no family adopted me as their child. I was just, um, I was, I was, I was, they were, they made money taking care of me. And I was basically, and the income, you know, there's, there's foster homes that have children. I don't know if that continues today in my area that they get paid to keep these children. That's what it was. It was income. It was not about you know, making me part of their family. And I wasn't alone. These foster homes typically had more than one, sometimes several. Oh. We, we were all just a business for them. 